We got Prima Donnie in the house. Wow. Coach Prima Donnie, Coach Donnie, Dontro Hicks, D Hicks, D, you know, all of his aliases. Um, uh, Sergeant or Staff Sergeant? Yes, Sergeant. Sergeant. All right. Sergeant. Sergeant, Don- Sergeant Hicks. Sergeant Dontrell. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. He comes out in a military uniform for his routine. Um, if anyone doesn't know, we make a joke that Donnie is a dancer. It's purely just a joke. We do it just because we can. So or I, easy. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I, feel I will like I'm say always this. introducing like who's lines anyway. He's got better dance moves than Ant. I see yes. the video. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this, I had to make a comment. I was like, like his dance moves. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was a lot more behind that. I'm gonna need that video. I know. I'm good. trying to help him out, y'all. I'm trying to help him out. He he he's been man, but you haven't gotten all, like the actual good ones filmed yet. So you know what? It looked like he was doing like the Breakfast Club thing. You know, kind of, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But all right, so we got episode eight slash nine. We haven't figured that out yet. Um, it is strength and conditioning within the military, needs, pros and cons, and what they are dealing with currently. So we'll start out with Sergeant Sergeant Dontrell on his experience within uh, the strength and conditioning environment within uh, his time in the military. Well, I mean, so far it's been a little a little limited, but um, because we just started transitioning over to actually doing like the strength and conditioning and uh, performance thing, because what just last year. They just transferred over to the uh, the ACFT, the Army uh, Combat Fitness Training uh, Test. Mm-hmm. So, cause before we was just doing the uh, the PT test, just push up, sit ups, and uh, two mile run. So now it's you know maximum deadlift, um, the med ball throw, T push up, uh, leg tuck, um, sprint drag carry, and all that good stuff. So we just started doing it. We uh, we got equipment now at our unit to to help us you know train for that now. So it's it's been limited. But luckily, you know, I got the experience at um, Murder Beach High Performance Center and Next Level Fitness. So I was able to help my unit out, still helping them out still to this day to, to help transition over to, to that. So I know, like you were saying, I know a lot of places it just depends on the funding and the facilities mm-hmm. you actually have access to. Um, I know for the longest time I was looking at doing something like the um, what's called the TSAC or TSAC F. And yeah. it's it it was really one I think you, you really only go after it if you go within those fields or if you go mm-hmm. into like uh fire and rescue and police because I know they had a couple positions open a few years ago here for yeah. things like Ori County Fitness, like the uh fitness director or I can't remember what the title was exactly. Yeah. But um you had to have those backgrounds. We actually did the um dummy drag and then you had to go through barbell presses and things like that so i know that was something i think it isn't well known i feel like should be uh i know with especially with crossfit strongman and they're starting to do they actually do firefighter competitions which i'm not sure if a lot of people know that but they actually do firefighter competitions where they see the fastest one to uh, attach a hose to a fire hydrant, climb a building, uh, full gear, mind you. And I think that's one of those things that there's got to be more light brought to it. Yeah, it is. It's just like with the, uh, I mean, the T-Sec, I didn't even know anything about it until uh, San Juan told me about it. Then I started, you know, kind of looking into it. I'm actually studying for it right now, like literally studying for it right now. Hopefully taking it in uh, February, March, depending on how, I guess, things going on with COVID and all, but um, yeah, those competitions with the firemen, uh, I believe when we were stationed with the, one of the stations in Carolina Forest, one of the firemen there, he uh, he actually did the competition and um, he told me a lot about it and it, it sounded <laughs> pretty intense, but it definitely seemed like something I would like to at least look at to, to see live in person because it, it seems like a lot of fun. Because I know that's uh, Good. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, y'all brought up the T-Sack, and that's something that you know I pushed Donnie when he was interning uh, with us at Myrtle Beach High 
the performance center. That was something I pushed him big on because I saw with with Sornex and uh, several different other countries and or con- companies, not countries, but uh, other companies that they started pushing that a lot because a lot of people like to do outdoorsy type stuff. Uh, you know, Sornex has their whole, they got different branches of everything, but like they have a, out, an actual branch for tactical and, um, you know, outdoorsy type stuff, people that just like to hunt. Because I mean, like, even if you're just hunting, you need to be in some type of shape, you know, because if you're going to have to carry the deer, you're going to have to, you know, uh, depending on what type of hunting, if you do big game hunting, or even if you just, you know, raccoon, whatever, uh, not everybody runs dogs. So you're going to have to do most of the work yourself. Um, and TSAC was one of those biggest things that are starting to um, become big because we have people put in these positions such as military. Military already does their physical style of training, you know, not just only through basic, but continuing training. Uh, I have cousins down in the military, you know, they first thing they do, they got, they do their own PT when they wake up in the morning before they even go to wherever they got to go. They run eight miles, run whatever they got to do, hit the gym, then go to work. Um, So it shows you that physical, you know, fitness is a big thing because you have to be prepared for all this stuff. And if we have and if we treat our military that they need to be in a certain shape, I feel like we have to do the same thing for um, our police. We have to do the same thing for our fighter fighters, our first responders, EMT, all that type of stuff, because if the people that are actually going to be helping us in situations, they need to be some type of fitness level, some type of fitness level. I'm not going to say they need to be completely like a CrossFit person. Uh, you know, look like, but they need to be in some type of physical preparedness um, to carry out their daily duties because the, most of these, uh, most of these, all these positions, you have to carry someone. You're going to have to carry something heavy for a long distance. You're going to have to be able to climb something. You're going to have, you know, depending on what it is, it's going to be all types of stuff. So that's, um, and I've talked to this staff. I talked with Matt. I talked with Lester. This is something that we've all even talked about doing ourselves. We're uh, because being in the area of Horry County, yes, they do have. Uh, fitness um, people in place now, but I also talked to some people like I train a fire train a firefighter right now that competes in powerlifting. Like, like they still go out and do their own thing, so that shows me that whatever is going on is good, but it's not completely all the way there. Maybe it's because of funding, maybe it's because of this, but something that Next Level Fit is going to branch out into later on is we're going to try to cater to our first responders. We're going to try to cater to our military that are home. And, you know, even if it's just our weekend warriors who, whatever, uh, we're going to try to get to that point where we, we are going to be known as the only facility in Myrtle beach that has their TSAC uh, certification, because it, like I said, it's starting to grow, but it's still not big in this area of Myrtle beach. So that's going to be something big that we're going to be doing in the future. It's also something that you can just have to be more well-rounded. Right. I mean, yeah. Besides, yeah because besides even just just having it because you want to specialize it, have it mm-hmm. to where everyone's on the same page because you're and it's still the same thing with everybody. Your right. your style of training for the TSAC or someone that's going to be within using that certification is going to be different from mine. It's going to be different from the other three guys in this goal. And I, I really think, you know, if you start looking at even doing like the mud runs and uh, Spartan races and all of those, it's. Yeah. I think that's probably the perfect how they do, you know, max max test for bench, deadlift, and squat. I think that's the perfect test for what you what you're trying to train for. Because I mean, Donnie's going to be able to know this the best. You know, just because you can do the test within certain parameters doesn't mean that you can do the job. Yeah. So if you that's can right. you can tax the body more, why not mm-hmm. tax the body in a safer environment? rather than putting it on a battlefield or any sort of scenario, real or not. And then you can transition them in. Yeah, because it's, it's fairly new, even with uh, even with us. And with, because uh, I know a few uh, police officers that's been through the academy and uh, a couple of firemen. Um, it's, it's fairly new as far as doing more functional type uh, training. They, they're starting to implement a lot of CrossFit and uh, other other things, but it's 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 fairly new as far as implementing it with the masses. So a lot of people are going out on their own and going to their own gyms and having their own trainers to to help them out and and, and help you know build up on that stuff that they they starting off from the beginning. So yeah, that, that would that would help a lot, especially at the beach because I know they got <clears throat> plenty of cops, plenty of firemen, plenty of soldiers out there, part time and full. So. That would help out a lot. I think it would also be a good mental idea, too. 
just just for yeah. the idea of having a community, especially with everything going on. Yeah, definitely. One of the big things awesome. too. Yeah, yeah, but you, I, we, we, I'm gonna defer to Coach Donnie today because you know, for for those of you that didn't know, me, me and Donnie we interned together. Um, we, oh boy, we, we, we was the star star interns. Whereas you know, I might have had the voice and the personality. Donnie was the smart one. Um, <laughs> we both had our strengths and weaknesses, and I, don't, I that, that's Donnie's one person I don't mind deferring to. But um, just. Thinking first, first things first. I'm gonna correct Ant on something real quick because he started this podcast off talking about some pros and cons of strength and conditioning. There's no such thing as cons of strength and conditioning. Um, so Ooh. we're gonna we're gonna throw that out the window real quick. Um, hey, but, you, gotta uh, play, you gotta play devil's advocate in everything. I understand. Yeah, I understand. I like but, it. It makes but, great but yeah, conversation. Yes, yes, I do like that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna throw it out there for everybody to understand. I can't think of a single con for you know getting yourself in better shape, but um. I got one con. Okay, not because he said devil's advocate. The only con would be not properly training yourself. So you're not having somebody like Donnie that's in place to train people uh, that are in his military unit. That's the only con that I can think of. But that's it. That's the end of that argument. That is the thing. Training. There's no cons too. Yeah, there, there. That was the end of that argument. That we don't talk about it no more. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But, uh, just, just thinking. Um, Kind of going back to what San Juan was talking about, you know, with the MTs and the uh, firefighters, police officers, even looking at, uh, you know, what Donnie does. Um, so just think of you needing a, a first responder to come out. You're sick. Something happens. You break a leg or something. And someone my size is the one that's injured. Um, and then someone Donnie size is the EMT. What Donnie? How much you weigh? But what a buck seventy? Hey, I'm, I'm big body boy. Not yet. Not yet. I know you are old. But guess what? That's because you do your strength and conditioning training. <laughs> um, but you come out and the there's a smaller guy having to deal with someone of a larger body or even with, uh, you know, Donnie being out in the field and stuff with the military. Uh, there's going to be times where maybe he got to carry somebody that's bigger. The fact that Donnie does strength and conditioning, you know, and he actually trains to lift heavy. It's not going to be as much of a problem for him as it would just your random EMT guy that goes to a house from somebody that's just had a heart attack. And now they got to look at, well, how am I going to lift this guy? This guy's 300 pounds. Like, how am I supposed to pick him up? Even um, just to turn him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, try and roll yeah. somebody. Because they're yeah, weight. They're waiting on joke. Yeah, I know. Their weight is a problem. Whenever the, that person can't help you, like, pick themselves up then that it becomes all on you to get them moving. So that to me is one, a really important part of strength and conditioning in like these kind of fields. And it was, uh, to piggyback off that too, I remember uh, years ago talking to um, a woman that worked for the sheriff's department and she was also SWAT as well. And she was talking about how South Carolina, so we just only gonna talk about South Carolina, South Carolina right now, but South Carolina is so far behind when it comes to the fitness test compared to other states. Like when they go to when they go off of these conferences, and I'm not talking bad about them, they know it. I mean, they see the results, these results, and everything else. But um, but their physical tests are so far behind other states, and it may be there may be some other ones underneath them. But the way that she was speaking about it was that we are behind and we need to catch up. When you look at you know um, they're overworked. They're understaffed. That, and that we have to also bring up that piece because we're not just putting them down, but that also goes into it. They're overworked and understaffed. And if and they get, what, like a 30, maybe an hour break. And most of them try to go to the gym, but most of them are trying to just sleep. Because, they're you know, like I said, they're overworked and, and understaffed. So they're trying to sleep. They're trying to do this. They're trying to keep order. Things are going crazy in the world. People are attacking cops just to attack cops. You know, there's so there's other stress that goes in that, and we're not going into that topic today. That was a whole other podcast way back when. Um, but uh, it's 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 crazy because we really don't we don't hold we don't hold people to the standards like that are, are higher ups that should that should be making these rules for cops should be making these rules for firefighters and all this other stuff. Like if you want these people to do this for their life, this is the the career that they chose, but you're not also putting their actual health at the top of the list as well that's that's not that's disservicing us that's just making us bring a bunch of people in that are sacrificing their life to do all these different things and then being like hey man if you crap out you know hey go to sleep you know take this 
go to the hospital. We'll, you know, next man up. It's just always next man up, next man up. We got, we have to get to this point. And if it's us, and even if it's just us, as far as like you talking about private facility training, if it's us that we, if we're the ones that's got to step up and take that job, then we got to be ready to step up and take that job because we have to protect everybody that's trying to protect us. If they can't protect us, who are we going to call after that? I know everybody yeah. that's seen that, that cop, you know, this way overweight and you're looking like, I know I could outrun him if I ever did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I, all of us have seen that cop. Um, and to me, that, that is an issue in itself. Um, yeah. You are, like Santuan said, trying to protect us and you have a job to do. You should hold yourself to a certain standard and your department should hold you to a certain standard of the level of fitness you should be in. And I'm even going to get mad involved here a little bit because um, you, y'all know he's shy. He don't like talking <laughs> until he's a bike. Um, but when it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to strength and conditioning and even getting in shape like the overweight cop situation, your nutrition does play a huge part in that. And um, I think it is very important to talk about that side of it too. Yeah, just with nutrition. <clears throat> um, he said we all know that cop that you look at him, I could I could walk and beat him in a race. Like <laughs> there's those cops, there's firefighters. You look at them, like, oh, I could do their job better than them, just because you're in better shape. But it has to do with like the standards, like we were saying earlier. They're so far behind in the South, especially in South Carolina, with like fitness tests. And like in New York, if you ever like become a cop in the city, they have like certain tests you gotta complete every year. So you gotta complete a yearly PT test and stay within your thing each year within the time limit to be a cop still. And to do that, most of the time it's gonna involve a good diet or a good nutrition. Um, being a certain weight helps. Obviously, if you're overweight, you can't, you know, usually, usually you can't run a mile in six minutes if you're 300 pounds. Normally, maybe there's someone that can. I don't know. Um, I like I like to meet the guy that can. I might be struggling to hit a mile in six minutes. Not myself. <laughs> <laughs> but what is the standard for males? Is it eight minutes? The stand like the general standard is it I eight or we talk about police officers or no 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 just in general like general fitness. The oh, okay. like just a basic. So, yeah. so it's like it's like different. It's like different like brackets. So, so for us, for males, I think the age is eighteen to twenty-one. You got to run two miles in fifteen minutes and fifty-four seconds. Okay. So, yeah, fifteen minutes and fifty-four seconds of fifty, fifty-three sit-ups and uh, forty-two. Push-ups, I believe. I think it was 42 push-ups. And that's just from 18 to 21. It changes mm-hmm. every like four years, as far as you know, depending on what your age is. But now it's different as far as ACFT. Now it's like they throw that out of the water. Like males and females is on the same standard. So they got they got the light, they got light category, moderate, and then they got heavy, depending on your job um, or your MOS. Uh, it, you're gonna be in within those three categories. My Mine is motor transportation, so we're going to be all being in in the heavy category because we got we you know we carry heavy heavy loads and we got to tie down stuff and all that stuff carrying all that. So we we got a what max deadlift? I think I can't remember if it was two hundred pounds or two hundred and twenty pounds. So we got like little we got little males and females that's got a deadlift two, sometimes maybe even three times their weight, and. They got no experience in strength and conditioning, so it's mm-hmm. gonna it's, it's gonna get a little tougher, and they're they're weeding out weak links, so it's it's rough, but it, it's still it's still working out kinks with it because things are still changing as far as the testing as far as testing goes. I got a two part question for you, Donnie. So mm-hmm. the first part is gonna be like nutrition. So the time mm-hmm. add into this, what for a person like Matt that's doing nutrition, that's um, helping with plans, helping with macros, helping with stuff like that, what does it, who does he need to talk to? What does it take to people to reach out to him as far as like the ones that, like you was just speaking about, the ones that are overweight, the ones that that know that their test is coming up in a certain amount of time and maybe not, and obviously the person that can't come to him and be like, hey, I need to fix my nutrition. I got my test next week. But like somebody that knows they got ample amount of time um, what what does it take for uh for Matt to uh to get to those people or those people to reach out to Matt? Like, is there a system or is there something in place that y'all have with military wise? How does that work? 
Okay, so officially, I'm not sure how to how to tie in that, but so there are people at the at the units that they're starting to a point they're called master fitness trainers. Um, I haven't officially got the title yet, but they they technically gave it to me already, but I haven't officially got it yet because I still got to go through the course. So if you can get in contact with the master fitness trainer and kind of work with him and collaborate, I believe there is something that a plan can be put in place to help out because they do have resources to where, you know, we talk to people um, to, to come help us with nutrition and all that. But to be honest, I've been in, it'll be 10 years in about seven days and we don't really talk about nutrition like that. And I haven't really ran into anybody. Nobody's really came to our unit to talk about nutrition, not in depth. I mean, you'll get somebody that, you know, they'll come and try to give us a plan as far as, you know, getting in shape and all that. But I mean, do they really know in depth of how to, to put, you know, macros and micros stuff in place for different individuals and not just the masses, I, I wouldn't say that. So I say, you know, finding out, cause you can call, you can call units, get in contact with them and see if they can use your assistance and they can find a way to tie you guys in. I doubt they would turn you away that much. You know, if you, especially, you know, like me, I mean, you can use me as a test dummy and I can talk to my unit and see how we can get that involved. Cause that's, I mean, that's no problem for me. Cause that's something that we, we do need. We do need somebody for nutrition. Like, I'm not gonna say desperately, but I mean, people need it. People ask about it all the time. They ask about nutrition more than they do, you know, strength and conditioning, exercises. So, hey, there we go, Matt. Time you in with you about to be in the in the government working for the government. <laughs> Army, <laughs> Army nutrition consultant, military <laughs> military so, consultant. <laughs> so part two, part two of this question is: so you was talking about how. There's different age groups, and I know there's different age groups for a lot of things. So there's like, you know, bodybuilding, weightlifting, powerlifting. Everybody has different age groups. Things get a little bit more lenient the older you get. Mm -hmm. Now, my question to you, do you feel like the, the fitness tests and what the requirements are are a little too lenient for certain people that get to a certain age? Because I remember talking to some people, and I remember they was like, you know, the closer they was getting, like, they got the 35, they got the 40, whatever, and they're like, oh, man, they, this ain't going to be nothing. I, I don't work out all year long. I'm going to work out for a month and then I'm going to be ready for my test because it's going to be that easy. Like I can walk my mile or two miles if I wanted to. Or do you think, do you feel like it's a disservice? And I'm not trying to call the military out, so I don't want nobody trying to point, point man, at me. Say what like you that. got to say, man. I, I am. <laughs> I think it's about time, standards. We also know it's the government. So if you are the government out there watching this, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> but, so, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Like, as far as like the being too lenient, I wouldn't say it would be too lenient because I mean, if you can go out there and do that, then that's just that just speak to the individual, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But my problem with that was the old PT test that they, you know, kind of pushing out. It wasn't applicable as far as the job. Like, right. yeah, you know, push ups. Okay, yeah, we can use that. Sit ups. What? Where's the where's where's the transition? Where's the, uh, the 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 turnover? There's this you can't really it doesn't it doesn't really apply anywhere. The two mile run, yeah, we can still use that. So with them using the ACFT, those are more you know functional type things. You know the sprint, drag, carry. You know we're gonna be we're gonna be running. We're gonna be carrying weapons. We're gonna be carrying ammo cans and uh, and things of that nature. Um, the deadlift, we're gonna be lifting, lifting people, lifting boxes lifting equipment. So those things are a lot more applicable now. Now, as far as being too lenient, I don't want to say it being too tough, but it's, it's a gray area because it's going to be rough for some people, man. It's going to be rough. Yeah. But I'm about to say, watch what you say because you're still in there. You're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I did actually train. Um, so one of my, my, the kids I trained in um, Aiken, um, his, his dad was actually on a SWAT team uh, for uh, Savannah Riverside plant um, in Aiken. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing he had to do was once a year, he had to pass a, a, a PT test. And I'm training his son for basketball. And then, you know, about two months before his test coming, he was like, all right, let's, I got my PT test coming up. Like, what? I, I got to get in shape. I got to make sure I pass this PT test. I got to do this mile in a certain amount of time. And he's like, they give us the option of, actually running on a track or running on a treadmill. I do better on a treadmill because I got short legs, so I can kind of just 
run on the treadmill and get it done better than I can on the track. So, <laughs> but that, that that's kind of that that's what he told me. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. one thing we'll do is we'll train your two mile. I mean, your mile on the treadmill since that's where you got to run it. That's where you want to run it anyway, and they give you that option. But yeah. I, I take him and. He's like, well, I don't have much time to make it to the gym. Can you come to my house and train me? I'm like, sure. You know, it doesn't matter to me. So I go and we're doing exercise at his house, literally right in his front yard. And all we're doing is push-ups, sit-ups, because this is what his uh, test consists of. And I got him jumping rope. And like, you know, we get through through that workout, the very first workout. And I'm like, because I'm thinking in my head, okay, he's on a SWAT team. He should be in decent shape. Well, no, he was in god-awful shape. And um like, I mean, that that's just kind of how it is. He was in really, really bad shape. And just to go tell me you have two months to get in shape, I'm like, yeah, we can we can make some progress. But if your test is that easy where you can pass it in two months, then I think that's an issue. Yeah. And I mean, what what does it – is it so hard to just continuously work out, you know, all the time versus just waiting to the last minute? I mean, it's like we're back in school. You know, we already knew we had this paper coming up. It, yeah. it was on the syllabus <laughs> since day one, but the week of, we're like, "Oh crap, gotta write a paper." Uh huh. Yeah. Did y'all see my post today um, on Instagram? I loved it, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you be struggling, man. <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta choose what your heart is because, yeah. like, in the post I talked about, like, it is hard to, you know, wake up every day and make sure you're working out every day and make sure you're eating right every day. Yes, it's hard, but at the end of the day, so is being overweight, so is having the doctor bills and the medication bills and like having diabetes and heart disease. All that stuff is hard too, and it's just as hard to sit here and try and cram in an exercise program to try and pass a PT test in the last month or two, then it would be just to work out consistently over the year. You'd feel so much more comfortable going into a test knowing that you've trained for it all year. Dude, what if they, what if they tailored it to age ranges? How many years you've been on staff or you've been on the force, whatever, like we'll say whatever form of force, we'll say military, um, army, Navy, anything, you know, SWAT, police, fire, rescue. And each year um, you had fitness goals. You know, obviously everyone loves the incentive of money, you know, at least the majority of them. And you start tailoring it with uh, bonuses. You hit your fitness goals, you start getting a bonus, you get a raise, you know, and then you hit certain you know, year milestones, five years, 10 years, 20 years in the force. And, you know, if you can maintain those or you can go up, you should be maybe not, I don't want to say rewarded because like we're, like we're all saying you should, you should be doing it, but you should be given something to help make your, we'll say workload easier or more manageable or give you a reason to continue to keep going. Well, I think incentives are great. My bad. I mean, oh, you good? I think incentives are great, but I just I, the the bonuses for doing what you're supposed to do. I'm not about that participation. But, but, yeah. but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like you shouldn't yeah. do it. You shouldn't need to have to put that in there. Yeah. Right. But I think a lot of people would want to at least attempt it because of that. And I mean, tech technically, there kind of are incentives. Like we get these points for passing or even exceeding the standard of the PT test or the ACFT, and they go towards you know promotion, promotion points, and you know getting you know like the prereqs as far as going to different schools within the military, you know to go you know above in the ranks and all. So I, those incentives are kind of already in place. So it and it kind of it does end up being more money for you. So. As far as like giving them, you know, money in pocket for it. Uh, well, I'm not saying that. I, I mean, can't argue with it because you know I'm. Oh yeah. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as y'all seen Donnie picture the other day, I had to like, you know, pause. But like, but I was like, you know, pause. But like, you know, I was like, dang, Donnie been working out. All right, keep working. got swole on him. <laughs> like I was like, He's getting ready for his next his his next headliner. Man, trying to get on fit ops. <laughs> 
For me, there's a couple incentives already. One, I mean, you get to live a better, healthier lifestyle. I know that's probably cliche for most people, but (laughs) it's true. But I think it's the one thing that hits home the most out of anything. I also think about it like this. Uh, I just don't know if I would want that kind of stress every single year. My test is coming around, and I'm like, oh, no, am I going to have a job if I don't pass this? Like, I personally wouldn't want that stress. Like, What if you just make it job applicable? Make it job applicable, and if you're in the field, yeah, what if you're in the field and you have a muscle gives out because it's so weak and you're imbalanced? You didn't realize you were imbalanced until the worst possible time. And it's and it's like that. It's it's like that. Do y'all know how many calls I get towards <laughs> the the uh, the start of the PT test? I mean, y'all they want some people want me to get them in shape in like two weeks, and I'm just like, no, like I can <laughs> I can start you off, no, and help you out and get you started, but I'm not I'm not gonna kill you and run you into the ground for two weeks just for you to still fail and probably be hurt. Yeah. So. I ain't, no, I, like, I can't do that. We get like you know, like uh, Ant was saying earlier, you know, Lester as well. Choose your hard. Like it's like, like do do what you're supposed to do during the time being. You know, it's not it's not hard to get in a routine. You already because you already got in a yeah. routine of not doing it. So I yeah. so, I mean, so obviously it's not that hard to get into a routine. It's just how you got to uh, train your mind. It's like you already get into a bad routine. Just flip it and go to a good routine. And know what you're doing. Like you're risking your life for different many reasons to help someone else. If you can't help someone else, or you can't help, you, or you, if you can't help yourself, how do we expect you to help somebody else? That's all. Yeah. That's like calling AAA and they get stuck. Like who go, who gonna help AAA? Like, <laughs> but I, I mean, like, just like y'all stuck. laughing, but I mean, I'm serious. Like it's like who you gonna call if AAA gets stuck? Yeah. You stuck in the mud, you stuck in the field, whatever. You call AAA and they get stuck. AAA press the all-star button. <laughs> <laughs> I think people, people just panic. They panic because they feel like they got to do like this crazy amount of stuff to begin with. And it's like, nah, you, you start slow. I mean, obviously start ahead of time. Like don't wait until the end. Like start. Matter of fact, even if you wait until the end, start from the basics and just work your way up. Like just Work, work work for longevity work for, work for the next test like longevity. don't don't worry don't worry about this test that's coming up you're not going to win you're not going to pass it you're not going to pass it. use it to gauge it to see where you're at and then build on that because that <laughs> that's and that's what i tell them for real like that's that's just how it is you got to get them straight give it to them that's straight real talk, not, that's real talk because you gotta yeah. you gotta take it slow going into uh something like when you start in any fitness program you have to go into it slow and just for the specifics of strength and conditioning training like tactical strength and conditioning training um you move into it slow and then progress to the specifics of it that will yeah correlate to like you can start off with just running or something like that and then start with your your dummy pulls and like going into stuff like that get your get your cardio up first with just regular running before you move into the dummy pulls then move into the dummy pulls then move into the deadlifts and the strength the actual strength side of it let's let's move slow and start when you yeah. start off with your deadlift start off lightweight don't try and go in all right well i gotta get 200 pounds so let's try 185 see if i can get that Nah, let's start off with you know yeah. uh, 100 pounds make That's sure our form is right first that way whenever we go into the test and we gotta pull the heavyweight we ain't throwing our back out doing exactly even even kind of what we talked touched on last week, when we were talking about the treadmill mentality, where you just run it in place, you're getting work done, but you're not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. you know, and I posted something today was, uh, are do you have a treadmill mentality or a sled mentality? Would you rather run in place and say you got work done, or would you rather push and pull and keep moving forward? until it gets accomplished, regardless of however hard it is. And I think that's kind of what Donnie's position is more than all of us, is his tasks have to get done. Regardless, it does like, uh, you know, obviously in the field, if something is said to get done, you have to get it done. There's no, for us, we're like, ah, we can handle it tomorrow morning. Not a big deal, you know. Well, you know, San Juan can clean the toilet, it's okay. You know, you know, cat, cat, 
<laughs> but you know, I'm I'm making very light of a serious situation. But yeah. you know, it's one of those things. I think, are you willing to go through the everyday fight, or do you want to just say, "Oh, I did it. I did my time. I did my hour, and I'm gonna go home." I, yeah. I think some people just want to keep it so mundane that they say, "Oh, I did it. I did. I got my steps in." Well, I don't care about your steps. What do I care about your steps for? Did you actually did you actually move? It depends, you know. I mean, if it's a person that's like just shaking their watch, you know, the whole time. But like, you know, I have I have actually been engaging more on the whole step requirement type deal because I actually see that what I'm looking at when I look at steps. So I know like some people try to like measure it to your fitness. I'm more looking at it as all right. If you're hitting a certain amount of steps a day, let's look at the wear and tear that's on your body. That's the only reason why I look at steps. Other than that, I don't really care. It's whatever. You got ten thousand steps, good job. But <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I, I, I would only look at steps if you're doing other stuff to go along with the steps. If right, are, exactly. If you are hitting like the ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand steps a day along with the workout program, mm-hmm. then awesome. But if you're hitting ten thousand steps a day, but the rest of your day was sitting at a desk or sitting watching TV, then I mean you didn't accomplish nothing because you ain't burning. <laughs> and you can still doing this. And that's what I'm saying. You just shaking the watch the whole time. And like, like, let's, like, let's, like, I'm saying it's, it's basically, all right, let's look at the wear and tear on your body. Like, you're doing the workout, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, these guys are doing, I'm part three, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Part three of this. Yeah. Phase three. Phase three. Phase three. So, yes. phase three of their challenge. Like, so they need to get a certain amount of steps. They have to do a certain amount of wear and tear on their body. So, there's a reason why they're looking at all that type of stuff. But if you're just looking at it and you're like, well, the WebMD told me I need to get 10,000 steps a day. That's cool. <laughs> but you ain't do nothing else. <laughs> you got 10,000 steps, but you ate McDonald's the for all three part, meals. I was just going to say that. The worst part about it is that if you're 10,000 steps in, but you ate 10,000 calories, those 10,000 steps didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. And not everybody's like Chad Johnson. You know, Ocho Cinco, like he talks about it. He was like, he used to yeah. get up, go get McDonald's for breakfast, go to practice. Like, Yo, and he's still lean. I mean, he's almost fifty years old, and he still look like he can play in the NFL. But like, yeah, yeah everybody ain't Chad Johnson. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's not Chad Johnson. <laughs> everybody's not Matt. Matt's always been a lean person. Ant, yeah. Matt, Ant's always been a lean person. Donnie, super lean person. <laughs> like, like clean, y'all. I, I yeah, like, yeah. Donnie just walking flexing just so everyone knew he was there. Oh my God! I mean, this is <laughs> this is probably somewhere else. Matt can kind of chime in too with being like a, because um, on top of being a nutritionist, he also uh, sells supplements. Um, the steps to me is like a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It it aids in what you're doing. It shouldn't be the primary goal. Like there are certain things that you can do with nutrition. There are certain things that you could do with supplements and stuff like that that can help you get where you need to be, but it shouldn't be the primary focus on what you're doing. Well, like supplements are there to supplement what you're doing. So if your nutrition is garbage, supplements aren't going to do much for you because they work hand in hand with your nutrition and your workout or your fitness. So if you have missing your fitness and missing your nutrition, supplements aren't going to do much for you, if anything at all. It's more of a placebo effect if it does something. Um, yeah. There to supplement. That's where it gets its name from. Well, there you have you have a very unique, we'll say, job description for what Donnie does and for what anyone in military does is it could be unlimited things, could it not? Yeah. I mean, you're you you have a you have like you have a job description in a sense. But your your actual duties and everything you do are not listed to yeah. a detailed you know parameter. So some of the stuff that Matt's talking about is what can actually help them continue through that task list or through their day or through their mission, whatever their patrol is, anything. It can help them, you know, keep you know, keep alert and not lose focus for that one second that they need. Yeah. And like I think, said, nutrition will help keep you focused too. Because if you're eating a crappy diet, you're gonna see you're gonna be lethargic. You're gonna be lazy. You're gonna be tired. Yeah. And if you tweak it, just flip everything to the proper nutrition, 
you'll see you'll have more energy. You'll be more awake. You won't need to constantly drink the energy drinks every day. You can change nutrition and be okay. And I don't know how you're alive. You like live on Dunkin' Donuts. Like, <laughs> I really didn't understand. Like, Boy, got to run it through his veins. Uh-huh. <laughs> like his, his latte and his munchkins. He's good. Like, it's I don't not know. a latte. It's actually coffee. <laughs> you know what? You I'm still with, doing that? I'm with, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Anthony on the coffee, though. Like, you know, that's almost like the staple of a strength coach. You always have a coffee. Is it that's what you do? And like, hey, that's fine. Listen, five, five, it's either that, like, it's, it's either that, like, or it's an energy drink. And I'd rather just drink coffee. Listen, I'll get, I'll, I'll give Ant this. Um, he drinks his coffee or whatever, and is really, really smart about it. But out of everybody on this call, Ant probably has the worst diet. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Ant comes and it's okay. Let's clarify oh, what this is going to get. Bad. Let's clarify what this <laughs> So like you know, he comes in. I'm like, all right, Chick Fil A. I wish I could have Chick Fil A today. Maybe I could fit it in at the end of the week. All right, next day, Reese sticks and a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew energy drink, not a regular Monster, not a Red Bull, not a Rockstar, Nas, whatever. All those other little drinks, Rain, what have you, Bang, whatever. It's Mountain Dew energy drinks, Mr. Crawley. <laughs> But that shows you. That shows you. There's Get five, him, there's Shut five up, different people on this Shut call up, that all have different dietary needs, and they can also have different dietary but- gaps that they can go through and not have any problems. Now, I have no idea where Ant's heart is going to be in a few years. <laughs> but, I mean, he's he's not going to be a big person. Same thing with Matt. Matt does not do a whole lot of caffeine. Uh, or a whole lot of sweets and stuff like that, but he had he's always gonna be a lean person. That's always what he's been. Lesser on the uh, on the other hand, he went one way and now he's going to another way, so he's veering off into a different direction. Same with me. Started one way, veering off. Donnie Donnie was always a lean person too, and I remember when he was like training with us and being an intern. <clears throat> but now he's learning oh, how to man. bulk. He's learning how to bulk. Yeah, he's going to the way where like he's like, all right, I'm knowing what my body needs to bulk. <laughs> And get there, still lean, but he's bulking. It's five different people, five different needs. I'll put, I had a I'll question, put my man Donnie, in the post on somebody now. Nah. Hey, I'm a little ready now. Nah. You don't lost oh, that weight now, nah, please, good. man. You don't Bro, want to. I he's he's, he's, he's already torn the wall down twice. <laughs> I put Donnie at the one at the two. You know, put him at the one. Uh, uh, I get but, I get Donnie and Santuan. We can go two on three. Oh, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you like I tell like I told Lester the other day on his post. I'm fouling all day. If you want to shoot on me, earn your shot. My sport was football, so earn your shot. That's what I was talking about. Hey, I told him straight up, I'm perimeter. I'm not going to the paint unless I'm running through. That's about the only way you'll see me. That's something I love to see, too. <laughs> hey. So I know we're about to get close to the end. Uh, real quick, Donnie, uh, tell the people out there, where do you think strength conditioning is going in the world of uh, military and, you know, first responders uh, and all that stuff? Uh I hate to say it that way. That was probably a bad way to say it. But military first responders, uh, <laughs> where do you see strength and conditioning going out as well as where do you see that it needs to go if it's not going in a certain direction? Um, well, it's it's going it's going in a it's going in a good direction right now. Um, they're kind of just starting. They're still in the baby steps and still kind of working out the kinks, even with the police, first responders, firemen, even with uh, the military. Like it's it's definitely growing. The education is coming in. Um, they're they got they got people that's more experienced with the strength conditioning coming in and helping out, uh, kind of spread the knowledge and and the the, the practical application onto everything. So it's it's definitely going in the right direction. Um, we just got to put people in places to where it's it's more spread instead of just you know at the main places like Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg is probably top tier right now as far as strength and conditioning as far as uh, tactical wise because. They are, they are, they're killing it. They, they are really killing it right now. So, and I've, I've seen that somewhere, but it's definitely getting better. Um, I say on the, the, the part-time, the National Guard side, uh, they're going to need a little more help, but it's also weird because we, we, we get both sides. So we get the military side plus, but we're at home and we can get, we can get assistance at our local gyms and, and facilities and all that. So it's, I think it's just a mentality thing. Just people got to take pride, take pride in being ready, pretty much. Like they just got to take pride in being prepared. 
Yeah, and I think um, that's going to be our biggest thing that going forward. Um, we're all, we all talked about next year is going to be the year that we start going, venturing out and getting more certifications, educating ourselves a little bit more. So TSAC is definitely one of the ones on my top of my list. I was going to get CSCS, but at this time, you know, TSAC is pretty much CSCS with a little extra to it. Uh, I did look at this kettlebell certification as well, too. But like the weekend warriors and the first responders that are in the area, considering that we are a private facility, I think that is something that we definitely need to attack and attract people to come to because, you know, we care about these people that are out there doing these certain things. Um, like I said, I, I've trained a firefighter right now and the things that she tells me, um, I'm like, man, I wish there was something that we could put in place or I wish there was something that we could wake people up. But people, there are people still stuck in their modes. They're like, eh, yeah. you know, I did with this, I did that. I'll be ready by the time we, we take our, you know, our, um, they do the winget test. They do, you know, YMCA bike test. They do the VO2 maxes and all this other stuff, but people only, like you said, they would train, you know, two weeks out, a month out, whatever, two months out, because they know, hey, this is October is my time that I always take my test, but I ain't gonna do nothing else for the rest of the ten months. Yeah, I take my test, I'm good to go. As long that's as I pass, I get my promotion, I'm good to go. And, you know, and that's kind of like we have to kind of switch that mentality, but at the same time, I know considering the fact that we are on the outskirts and we're not actually involved in that, it, our voices are gonna be very little to how we want them to be but we're going to get to a point where they are very large and you know people are going to like start listening because it's crazy to me that it's 2020 and we're still and like you just said they are starting not just starting but they are getting better with trying to incorporate physical preparedness and stuff like that into this type of thing with all the stuff that you do during basic training is you know it's not necessarily stuff to make you quit but you're doing all this physical stuff and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, when you get in, it's like, eh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You'll get I think in. the military's big thing was just like, they putting a, putting a standard to everything, trying to figure out what is reasonable for everybody. I don't even want to use that word, but I think I know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we will, we will end it with that. Um, very... Uh, <laughs> Almost like an at-home talk to have all of us in the same call. Uh -huh. and, all uh, back together. Uh, it's weird, but it feels just right. You going to do a dance before we leave? No, I almost did, but no. <laughs> you shouldn't have said nothing. He probably would have just did. I probably would have. <laughs> well, man, so. yeah, you know, like I said, uh, this was a great time, you know. I remember, you know, Donnie being an intern, Lester being, and like they said, you know, I hate to call out favorites, but Donnie and Lester, there's a reason why you keep seeing them around me. You don't see the others, but um, um, but like, I know who your real like, favorite was? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He said so. It was you <laughs> at first. <laughs> was because he was more outspoken. I ain't gonna lie, he was more yeah. outspoken. Now yeah, he Donnie was. was a hard worker because I remember Donnie. Donnie didn't even have an internship this summer, and he still stayed, and then came right back for the fall. And then Donnie just Donnie was the right hand man after that. You know, Lester went back to Aiken. Donnie was right hand man. You know, I put Donnie in charge of the rest of the interns after a while. I bet hey, Donnie <laughs> shows <him> now. <laughs> Donnie stayed. I'm, I'm my own hey, friend. that was fun too. It was fun. And then Donnie won the hearts of everybody in class too, so you couldn't even get yeah. anything over on him. Donnie, Donnie won an award, you know, best. Uh, oh, I forgot the award. What was the award you got? The coach of the year. Coach of the year. <laughs> there you go. I was about to say best male coach. We didn't have any female coaches. I was wrong with that. I mean, you ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm telling y'all, like, like I said before, I might have been more outspoken, but Donnie, Donnie, the smart one. Y'all heard it a couple times on this call right here. He the smart one. So, let's let's know some stuff too, though. Lester yeah, knows stuff too. you know your stuff, man. Yeah, because I mean, like, obviously, um, reaching out to Lester or Lester reaching out to me, and then me reaching out back to him. Um, this is the reason why we're all still together now. Um, and the things I'm about to push him and Matt to do going into the future with these programming because I've been like, I don't even know if y'all even noticed the numbers. Like, we have gotten for this one year and next level fit, we have gotten some really good numbers. I got some people back to their original numbers back in 2018 mm. with a lot more muscle. That's what's up. Yeah. So yeah. like we, we are, I mean, like now that it's just one training program and it's not so much flipping back and forth between two different coaches, two different minds and stuff like that. 
it's an actual, you know, one track mind um, and one, you know, it's going in a one direction. This training, I mean, like this is this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a great thing to show in January when we show everybody what our results were in one year with everybody that we've been working with. Oh, and I want to say this before we leave. We just got a comment from someone very special um, saying Donnie is the bestest coachy coach Dontrell Donnie Hicks BS EXSS USAW your girl oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we got Hurdy coach Hicks worked with me once loved it of course of course it's Donnie, Donnie. who doesn't love Donnie you know alright so well what we <laughs> Uh, that'll do it for us for this weekend. Uh, it was actually, we're pretty much on time. So, but next Sunday, this was episode nine. So we got that figured out. Episode nine. <laughs> who's on, who's on next week? So we can go uh, we do that. not have anyone right now. So, oh. uh, I do have a couple of topics that we will go over for next week, which we will iron out this week. And, uh, um, it'll be the week before Christmas anyway. So yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll, jolly. we're going to have a lot of people. We'll do a Christmas themed We'll do this is this was something I wanted to do. We'll do um coaching horror stories from from athletics to strength and conditioning. No, there's a lot of those. That's I know. No one has to say names. We're not gonna say names. Like horror stories like what? Like the stuff you see on Instagram on gym? That or stuff that we've gone through. (laughs) Okay, cool. So you got a few Oh, yeah, we all do. I think we've all seen a few together. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> we've nah, all seen some together. <laughs> you were there. You <laughs> just weren't paying attention. No, I, I, I got a, a book full. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think we might have shared a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so until next week, Coach's Corner, we got episode 10 coming up. We will catch everyone uh, 7 p.m. on Sunday. See ya. See ya.